This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm from Prague. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji, and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki, and I live in Paris. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm from New York. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Liki. Hi, I'm Christina. Christina. I was listening to our past conversation the other day about the planetary boundaries. And, you know, remember one of the planetary boundaries is loss of biodiversity. So I yeah, thought that, yeah. To, yeah, so I thought that today I could share a story. Um, it's a happy story. I mean, I should not uh, give you a spoiler of the story, but in, it did end well. A happy story of a fish species that was on the brink of extinction that lives in Madagascar and is a freshwater fish. So it lives in rivers. I like uh, happy stories. Yes. <laughs> go, go. Yes. Yes. So this story is about the fish. And, um, and you know that loss of biodiversity is one of the planetary boundaries that have been crossed. And so this is very scary because when there's no biodiversity, I don't know if you remember, but we discussed about the food chain and all that, uh, and and then the uh, ecosystem needs to reorganize. And so my question to you is, do you know what what are the causes of loss of biodiversity? Oh, yeah, I think that's for me, that's one of the scariest thing, the loss of biodiversity, because I always look, I love birds and I love, uh, I love listening to them. And uh, in cities, because of the light pollution, the lights killed a lot of insects. So the amount of insects in the cities, even though it's comfy, but there is not enough for the birds to stay around. So for me, that's one of the loss of diversities, that broken chain that we don't have beautiful little birds chirping and running around the city. So yeah, tell me more about the fish. Yeah, well, actually, before I tell you more about the fish, uh, I would like to um, to clarify that what you mentioned is, I think, one of the categories, one of the things that is a threat to the biodiversity is invasive species. What you mentioned here is humans as a species that is using too much light and that kills the insect. And then the birds don't have any food left to eat because there are many causes of loss of biodiversity. So there's invasive species. There's also a threat to the natural habitat. And this is um, and this one of the, uh, what I would say, one of the causes of loss of natural habitat would be, uh, would be deforestation. Like, uh, yeah. you know, in Indonesia, um, because a lot of forests have been cut to plant palm trees. Uh, at one stage, the orangutan that were living in this forest are the threat of extinction because of the 
of the natural habitat was at threat. And the same thing goes for also for pandas. Uh, because pandas used to oh. live in bamboo forest, and uh, because right. of you know of a changeable land and deforestation, so a lot of pandas have disappeared. I mean, there's a program of conservation, so don't be too scared. Um, oh. uh, <laughs> but um, there are other um, other causes that could lead to a loss of biodiversity, which is obviously climate change, and you know uh, because climate change changes a lot of things. But there's also things like pollution, disease also that could lead to um, the loss of species. But the other thing also is overexploitation. And for fish, it could be overfishing or for animals could be over hunting. So there are a lot of of causes of loss of biodiversity. So we have to be very careful about that. But the story I want to tell you today is about a fish that is called... The, the native name is uh, Jobamina. And this is, a, I think it's a mal, mal, is it Malgash word um, for, oh. for pretty lady. <laughs> oh, it sounds great. Sounds like pretty lady. <laughs> yeah. And um, this fish lives, the, the scientific name of this fish is Man, Mangarahaha cichlid. Mangahara is the name of the river, and oh. yeah, I don't know if you um, you have some idea about uh, where my Madagascar is. I do. It's a special, special place. They have yeah. a lot of species that are instinct everywhere else. Yeah, it's um, it's called it's called the eighth continent sometimes mm. because it's a very, very big island. Because they have been isolated, this island has been isolated for a while. Yeah. yeah. And so there's um, there are species that live there. I think there's an estimate that 80% of the species are endemic there. So that means they only live on this island. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's go back to my, uh, my Joe Bimena fish. So the story didn't start in, in, um, in Madagascar. It started in London. At the London Zoo Aquarium, there's a curator of the London Zoo Aquarium whose name is Brian Zimmerman. Early 2000s, he was donated 20 fish from a private collector of the Jobamina. The private collector donated this fish to the aquarium because he knows at that time that this um, this is a species that was um, at threat. I listened to an interview and he said that, wow, well, yeah, I was quite confident at that time because, um, you know, we, at the beginning, we're just learning how to, to keep the fish alive. So at the beginning, he was quite confident. But then um, in 2005, he realized that he had only two fish left and two, oh, no. the only two of them were males. So, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> And at the same time, he was uh, reading about the Mangahara River that was getting dry because the, the water from this river was diverted to grow rice. And so he was getting really, really nervous because he was supposed to keep those, those fish. And then he's got only two males left. And then at the same time, he thought, wow, maybe I have in my hand the 
only ones left. So, you know, what, what, what did he do? So he called a friend who's, um, who's also um, a curator of an aquarium in the zoo of Berlin. And told him, yeah, you know, um, I'm very nervous because I only have two males left. And uh, so do you have any left? And the, the zoo uh, in Berlin had, um, he said, oh, don't, don't worry too much. I have three left. I have two males and one female. And then he said, okay, so we need to do something. We need to, we need to make them, you know, spawn and, you know, make more fishes. So the curator in Berlin, in the Berlin Aquarium, he put the, a male and a female in a separate aquarium and then, uh, and then create, you know, a very nice um, environment for them and, you know, give them some space and let them together for them to, you know, to spawn and to, spawn, yeah. yeah, to make more fishes. But then, because um, apparently, and something I've learned from this story is that a cichlid is a very, very um, aggressive fish. The male killed the female. Oh, no. Yeah. Then, you know, this operation of starting a new family was gone. This hope was gone. Oh. Yeah, it was gone. So And so what Brian Zimmerman did, he was like, it can't be it. Can't be it you know, I have to do something because it was um, donated to us. And so I'm, I'm supposed to save, save God, this species. Yeah. yeah. And so what he did is, in, uh, and we're talking about 2012, 2013. So 10, uh, over 10 years, 10, 12 years back. And that was the beginning of social media. <laughs> and so That's what he right. did is that he launched a campaign like a very funky campaign uh, with a poster saying wanted a female dobamina. <laughs> wanted female, no, not dobamina, Mangarahara cichlid. And he put it on social media. It created a lot of buzz up to a point that he was very, very happy that he had created a dedicated email address because he was, he received answers by the thousands. So this oh. campaign went viral. He's a lot of, he had a lot of responses, but not a lot of them were dead ends. Um, but nevertheless, he managed to build um, a kind of um, partnership with another zoo in, uh, in Toronto. And then um, one day he received a message from, um, from someone from Madagascar, someone who's, um, who owns a hotel and uh, also a tilapia farmer. I don't know if you, um, you know, tilapia yeah, is a very yeah, common yeah, fish yeah. In, in Africa. Yeah, yeah. And so this guy is called Guy Tamhyok and said, yeah, well, I think I saw this fish, the fish that you're looking for. Um, I don't breed them, but I think I saw them. And so, you know, he sent him some pictures of, you know, some indication. And then he kind of convinced him to start raising money to get on an expedition to search for the fish. But the only thing that he had with him was Guy Tam Hyok, the local hotelier and, um, and tilapia farmer. And then that's it. And so they went on an expedition. And that was wild because, um, because they had no idea where to look for this, uh, for this fish. 
And so they start asking the locals, go to the markets, go to different parts and asking people. And then one thing led to another. They have traveled through, they went up north, traveled through the island for, I think, three weeks or something like that. And the conditions were not, were not easy. Like, you know, they were, that sometimes they have to, to drive on dirt road and I gathered that some days they were driving um, on the 20k per hour speed that was uh, yeah. that was really really slow and sometimes there's not even road so they have to hike for days and days but eventually they found it yeah. <laughs> they, they found it and they managed to to preserve um, eating live fish that they gave to Guy Tamhyok, who has um, managed to to conserve them and then move them somewhere that is safer for them to grow. And um, actually, now the species is safe. I've learned all that for a visit in an aquarium, in a tropical aquarium, a couple of weeks back. And um, and I can tell you that this fish is alive because I saw them. <laughs> They were swimming in wow. an aquarium. That's an amazing story. Oh, well, that's fine. So did they get some fish to London Zoo? Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I believe so. Now that they have, um, they, they realize that this kind of collaboration work, um, they are programs through different aquariums and, uh, and zoos to, to, uh, to keep Preserve the fish. Species, to yeah. save, yeah. One thing I didn't know uh, that there are some aquariums. Their role is to safeguard the species. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we can send people to look into London Zoo if they have the fish and let us know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, check out the endangered species in the zoos. Yeah, well, I. That's a wonderful story. Yeah, I found out about this story because um, a few weeks ago, I took my niece and my nephew to this tropical aquarium and uh, there was an exhibition f for kids because this story has become um, a cartoon book. Mm. And um, and so there was an exhibition that you you can go through all the cartoon characters and, and fly, on, not fly on a plane, but you know, there's this, the, the, the scene you can... Um, pretend that you're flying or you pretend that you're searching for this. And I think that this kind of exhibition is great because um, my niece who's eight year old started asking me a lot of questions about the environment, about, you know, nice. uh, yeah, about the environment, about, oh, you know, um, about why did fish disappear? And uh, can I eat sushi? You know, this kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. Well, there is yay for social media that they were part of saving a species. Yes. yes. And I don't know, because there are so, so, so many species out there. And this Joba Mina, honestly, I've never heard about it before. And, uh, and I'm sure that there are so, 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 so many species that are disappearing. But I think this yeah. is a very, very hopeful story. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think it would be so boring to have just few species and this uh, taking over, and I don't think we would survive. I think diversity is so important; connects all of us. 
Yeah. And I and think it's so much more fun. Yes, it's so much more fun. <laughs> and I think it's important to acknowledge that there are problems, but it is also important to take action. Because if you don't acknowledge that yeah. there's problems, you cannot take action. And this time it was really scary. And and so action yeah. was taken and uh and there's uh you know, there's there's so much in this story. I think there's you know, uh, ownership. I mean, no, I shouldn't say ownership, but um, responsibility. Um, social media, the use of power of social media, um, international collaboration, and talking to people. <laughs> yeah, connections, connections. Yes, that's beautiful. I, uh, yeah, it's such a brave thing to do. I wonder what is for people. When they hear these things, what is it that makes them to take action? Because it, in your story, it made total sense and it felt very doable. It's how it started that, okay, let's check out if somebody else has it. Make a phone call. Yeah. Go on social media. And then it, the growing the audience helps connect everybody and that connection brings energy and money to the project and then it can grow and and the bravery of people going to Madagascar uh, to search wow amazing yeah. I think that's a good story yeah uh, it's uh, somehow it energizes me it's kind of I feel like okay if he can do it I can do it <laughs> and if you want to find out more about this, the, um, this fish, this story, and, uh, and if you're going to Paris this summer, and I know a lot of our listeners are going to Paris for the Olympics, oh, you can yeah. go and, and, and find out about this. The exhibition is still there, and the Joba Mena is still there. So go to the Paris mm. Tropical Aquarium. It's a... Uh, nice. It's a very, very beautiful aquarium, not too big, so you will not be overwhelmed, but the exhibition is there and the fish is there and it's free for kids. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Likiv. That was a wonderful story and we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you for listening to this story that gave me a lot of joy. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.